0: All right, we are back. I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Standing by to join me are Fernando Andreas and Tyler Rue, a filmmaking duo sharing their debut feature film, Three-Headed Beast, which just made its world premiere at the 2022 Tribeca Film Festival. Congratulations, you guys. Thank you. How does it feel to make your debut at the Tribeca Film Festival? That's amazing.
1: It was great. It was definitely the... The festival experience that um, <laughs> you would dream of. I mean, you know, we never thought that we would be bringing the film to audiences and let alone like New York audiences because we'd never been there since like we were children. So
0: <laughs> it's
1: definitely an experience to be there.
0: Now you're both uh, you both work in Texas. You're from Texas?
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Okay. And how did you, have you been friends for for years?
1: Yeah. So we actually met in eighth grade <laughs> so oh. that's like over 10 years ago yeah we started working together making short films and uh, uh just after class and with our friends and and uh yeah
2: have been ever since so
0: you guys are very lucky you yeah. know to have yeah, that kind of bond glad. yeah i mean you're 24 years old both of you right yeah mm-hmm. where did this idea come for this feature three-headed beast
1: So 380B started as, um, it was, it came from my actual lived experience Mm -hmm. in uh, 2020, Um, I had just come out of a long relationship and uh, was um, just in the kind of casual dating scene and um, had developed this strong relationship with a uh, A man that was a little bit older than me that was in an open relationship with a woman, and that was a very positive experience and I still have like a fond connection with those people but um I brought that kind of strange kind of dynamic to Tyler and I thought that there was a interesting film in there if we could maybe change some things around and maybe make it a little bit more um, you know maybe make it a little bit more dramatically complicated. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the trailer certainly is.
1: It, yeah, it's no, a
0: good thank trailer. You.
2: Thank, you, thank yeah. you.
0: Do you want to give us a quick summary of the film?
1: Yes. So, Three Headed Beasts is the story of uh, Peter and Nina, who are a older millennial couple in an open relationship in Austin, um, who have so far enjoyed a very healthy and open relationship. But um, Peter has actually formed a very intense connection with Alex, a younger man who has developed very strong feelings for Peter. And so the film follows one summer in all three of their lives as they, and all all their intersecting uh, fears and desires and loneliness just kind of collide against each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And the movie is told without, um, for the majority of the film, without any dialogue.
0: Wow. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, Why did you decide uh, to do that?
0: I mean, it's very powerful. Powerful choice.
1: Yes, so, well, if you take away dialogue, then that just enhances uh, the other elements in your film, of course, um, which for this film is uh, body language and uh, emotions and faces and music and uh, location scenery. And the film uh, is also about the lack of communication that's happening between these characters and how um, a lot of these problems that these people are in in the film are caused by the fact that they're not talking to each other. So, um In a way, the dialogue, the lack of dialogue kind of serves that theme, and it also helps the film kind of stand out in a stylistic way because the other elements of the film come come through.
0: And you have to be a very strong actor to pull this off.
2: Certainly. Yeah, we were very lucky to get three cast members who were very open to the kind of experiments of the film and nailed it as far as the physicality and being on the, the right wavelength and frequency for the project.
0: And then tell me about the response to the film. Great yeah. reviews, like from Tribeca. I put on my yeah, movie.
1: yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's probably like three different um, types of, of reactions that have that have really um, really moved us. Which, of course, is uh, the audiences that we've showed the film to. Mm-hmm. Um, we've luckily we had the, the the luck of playing three times uh, to three different audiences in Tribeca. Um, we've been to a few festivals uh, since then. And uh, kind of all, you know, in Texas and uh, San Francisco. And um, every time there's always audience members afterwards that um, have personal connections to that story, and uh, it could be things from their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if they didn't live the exact events of the film, um, they have a very strong connection to it. And sometimes they actually do have um, very specific connections to the film's plot. Um, And then, of course, there's the. Uh, there was the critical reviews and the um, uh, we were really surprised um, that critics were able to take the the dare of the film which is you know like actually meeting the film on its um, on its playing field you know with like this yes. kind of experiment that we're trying to do and um, they really go for what we were going for and um, I think there's nothing like kind of reading like a very well written uh, review that points out what about the film works and um, of course then uh, the other thing is uh, filmmakers and uh, programmers um, and their personal responses uh, always just really move us when we hear them uh, talk about what they loved about the film. And um, we had a lot of champions at Tribeca, like uh, Lucy Mukherjee, their uh, director of programming and um, That's great. or filmmakers like in Texas, like David Lowry, who just uh, have um, come to us with like, just really beautiful words about the film.
0: Amazing. I want to mention too your official selection with Outfest 2022 Official selection at Tribeca film festival twenty twenty two and uh it's going to be showing at the l a premiere is going to be screening tuesday uh tomorrow the nineteenth at nine forty five p m at the dga dga theater seventy nine twenty sunset boulevard in l a mm-hmm.
1: yeah we're excited so dga one it's uh, an incredible theater amazing um, yeah, yeah. It's a very very great sound just coming in there
0: <laughs> amazing and uh so have you were you coming to l a often or you was this your first time in a while
1: so I've I've been in l a um a few quite a few times uh, mm-hmm. to work on um just uh paid like editing jobs and stuff like that and um, I think uh again, just mainly for work, never with a film for a festival
2: yeah first time. Being here with the film definitely feels different than traveling for other gigs and stuff, so it's very exciting to meeting other filmmakers. Um, Outfest has been great for the kind of mixers and stuff they provide and also a amazing lineup of films that we're very happy to be a part of.
0: By the way, how long is the film?
2: It's 83 minutes.
0: 83 minutes. Any plans for doing shorts or you have already have another feature in mind?
1: That's a good question. Um, yeah, usually every, everyone just asks <laughs> about the next feature. Uh, yes, we want to make a feature right away um, But uh, you know how, how that stuff can take A little bit oh, of time yeah. And uh, we As much as we love the festival circuit um, You get antsy sometimes As a filmmaker because you You want to be um, And you know that's not <laughs> to be talking about We don't enjoy doing press and, and enjoy Promoting the film but yeah you, you just want to get on set As soon as possible yes. So um, I think the techniques That we learned on this film for making something Cheaply and Mm -hmm. quickly um, and doing it on a feature-length film um, kind of made the idea of a short film um, seem a lot more like a no-brainer of a thing to do in between projects. Um, It's just a question of the script, you know, so... We have some feature scripts we'd really love to make next, but, uh, yeah, I mean, a short definitely could be in the works soon.
0: I wanted to ask you, too, at what point in the pandemic were you working on this film?
1: We, uh... So in 21, uh, at the very beginning of 21 was when uh, I really started to get that, uh, that urge of like, okay, I can't do this. I can't, I can't be sitting on the couch watching movies all day yes. anymore. Like uh, I need to be um, and working the day job. Like we need to make something. It can be a short, um, it could be a music video or something. And um, so yeah, it was March, 2021. Uh, I think we had all gotten the, the vaccine at that point um, and we were like, okay, let's do like a short music video, and uh, Tyler and I were the only crew on that, uh, with uh, an actress who was the dancer, and we were like, oh, okay, we could do a short like this, and then we planned the short, which was three-headed beast, but then once we had the actors cast and we had um, some some scenes planned out and we had some savings put aside for it, we were like, we don't do we really want to do a short or maybe do we want to try out just doing like a very run-and-gun, you know, mumblecore, quote-unquote, feature. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, by June uh, June of 2021 was when we actually sat down to write the feature script, and then we started writing. And uh, we were shooting in July 2021, so, yeah, it's been a year since we started, uh, um, almost a year since we started sh- uh, shooting the film.
0: Amazing. And you've done a lot of stuff virtually as far as press and interviews and things like that?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. A lot of virtual press. Um, but luckily, uh, yeah, I mean, luckily, all these in-person screenings, I mean, we can't, you know, think our lucky stars enough that we've had the the, play- the And I just know that so many people had their virtual premieres and virtual festivals, and um, there's nothing like getting to show your film physically.
0: Definitely. Were there any uh, challenges along the way as you were doing this? I mean, you guys seem pretty tight as far as your friendship, but did you have, like, some road bumps along the way getting this done?
2: Certainly. I mean, making a movie with uh, two, sometimes three, sometimes four-person crew, definitely a lot of challenges and a lot of sleepless nights and long 18-, 20-hour days, but ultimately it's worth it. And I think anyone making a film, no matter the size and resources, it's always going to be challenging because the universe sometimes does not want your movie to be the way you want it, and you got to adapt and change. And I think shooting for the schedule we did with the actors we did, we were very grateful to have collaborators that were so game to uh, roll with the punches and stuff is scheduling and different things just were challenging. But yeah, yeah, part for the course for kind of indie filmmaking.
0: How does it feel to be producing a film of this subject matter? I mean, we're in 2022 people are a lot more open and accepting, but I'm sure years ago, you probably would have thought there's no way I would have done something like this.
1: Yeah, of course. And it's weird. I, I, I and maybe that's just our privilege as um having grown up in a little bit more of like a progressive time, but um I think more so it's the idea of making a film that presents maybe like a not as flattering view of, of, of these kinds of relationships because we wanted to show like the truth of um that not all, you know, non monogamous relationships will go off without a hitch. Yeah. And that that uh, that they just like any other relationship need communication and need um proper you know consent proper t- uh honesty between all parties for them to to be um successful and i think uh you know that there is like a strong um aversion to like very sad or like negative kind of stories about either non monogamous or queer relationships but we wanted to we weren't thinking about making a negative version of it but we wanted to make one that was frank and honest and maybe didn't show it um in a very glimmering light. You know, he wanted it to be kind of, uh, I don't know, real, true, true to yeah. life. Raw the, and
0: real and honest. That,
1: mistakes yeah. that happen. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anything else you'd like us to know about the film?
1: Wow. Uh, that's a good question. Um, we would just love to people to know that, um, yes, that it's personal, that it's, uh, hopefully, a, sh- uh, a testament that it's possible to make films. Um, mm-hmm. With uh, with little to no resources, and mm-hmm. that um, the uh, that and that you can still make it um, extremely stylish and have a lot of like cinematic ideas mm-hmm. going on, and also hopefully um, that uh, yeah that uh, anyone can relate to the film, and that you don't necessarily have to be in a non monogamous relationship or a queer person mm-hmm. um, or an, <laughs> a fan of experimental films to love this film like or to connect to it. So um, we hope anyone that likes a good movie will uh, come out and um, uh, try it for themselves.
0: And I want to let listeners know I put the link to the trailer on the show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing.
1: Thank you so much.
0: My pleasure. Thanks, thank you so much, and congratulations, Fernando and Tyler, on Three-Headed Beast, and again, it'll be showing tomorrow at 945 at the DGA Theater in L.A., Tuesday, July 19th. Thanks again. Congrats. Thank you you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. If you missed any part of this conversation, it will be up within an hour after I wrap, which is coming up shortly. Sheldon Abbott is standing by at the top of the hour with Cure for the Blues. Uh, We're going to listen to a a previous segment I did, and then that's a wrap for me. Again, if you want to find out more about my show, visit the show blog at getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Happy Monday, everyone.